Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, welcome to our show. We want to first go ahead and thank everybody for listening to our first two podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, also want to let you know that from now on, we will be releasing one podcast per week. So we hope you tune in. Yeah, every, Hi, Monday, starting, <laughs> every Monday, starting June 10th, every Monday, we'll be launching a new podcast episode. And so we're really excited. And, and each episode is going to be really different. So some will have channeling and intuitive readings and really deep topics. And some will have guests and roundtable discussions, all kinds of things. So please tune in for a different experience every time. So Eden, I'm excited to be here. And um third episode already we're so excited and and just to let the listeners know also that we are moving to a platform Launchpad, which is exciting because it's affiliated with Podcast One, which is the number one podcast station in America, and that gives us a chance to move on up and get out there and expose to more audience and, and get more listeners. So we're super excited. Please subscribe and, and share this with your friends. Yes. So... God, lately I've been so busy and I one of my biggest things is I love to have things to look forward to. I even have little notes on my phone of things coming up like events or concerts or something my daughters are in or whatever. And and even recently, the last three days, I was at this event called the Brilliant Event and learning more about being an influencer and social media and how to inspire more people in an authentic way, which which I loved that it was it was such an emphasis on being authentic versus being perfect, which I felt was so refreshing because a lot of those events out there try to teach you like this cookie cutter way to be this certain type of business person or influencer and it ends up being very fake and ego. Yeah. And the cool thing about this brilliant event, um, Carrie Murphy ended up leading it, it was her event, but she emphasized over and over that you need to just be your messy, imperfect, authentic self during podcasts, during Facebook Lives, during anything. And people are going to be drawn to you because you're being you, not this perfect version that seems unobtainable and no one can relate to. And and I know that you didn't you go to a concert where you felt that, that they were they were being like that, too. Yeah. Can you believe I went to a concert? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we went to a concert together before, but I know. you don't go to as many as me, I right? No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went to one recently. Um, it was interesting. Um, Patti LaBelle was one of the performers. She's like icon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So I expected her to come out and be diva and, you know, kind of larger than life. I happened to be in the fifth row, so I was able to right there nice. I saw her facial expressions and when she came out I just felt this light she was I think very soft but also um very div- uh, she had a strong presence but at the same time she wasn't diva like so it was very unexpected so she was performing she was doing one of her songs and um she had she brought out <laughs> a lot of different props 
uh-huh. put them on the piano, on top of the piano, and it was one of the things was a mirror, um, and then a box of Kleenex, <laughs> and a couple pairs of shoes. <laughs> That's weird. And yeah, so throughout the show, she changed her shoes a couple times. Oh, cute! In front of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the one thing was, um, she would go. She sweat a lot, so she would go over to the piano and wipe her face off with a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. And what happened was um, she picked up the mirror after she wiped it at one point. She picked up the mirror and she looked in the mirror while she she kept singing the whole time. And she looked in the mirror and she noticed she had a piece of Kleenex on her face that was <laughs> stuck there. So her makeup guy came out and tried to fix it up, fix her up. And the whole time she, he's standing there, she's singing continuing to sing her song and they're dancing back and forth and he's he's just wiping her down and um she's she just turns around when that that part's over and she turns around she says see what you see is what you get I'm I'm human yeah so I mean that went on for a while and it just made me feel like you know we're we're both Normal. The same level. We're, we're not. Wow. We're not any different. So she was just very authentic, and so she is. I think she is a diva, but she doesn't act like one. I like that. So like it's possible that you don't have to be like bitchy and no. be a diva or yeah. snobby. Yes, you and could she, be cool. Yeah. She was so sweet. And then there was another thing. She had a bottle of perfume on the piano as well, and she had. An, she asked the audience if they wanted to have a spray of her perfume. <laughs> so a few m- women went up. You know, they raised their hands and they were screaming and um, the bodyguard was standing uh, in the front of the stage and he stopped these women from coming forward, coming too close. Uh-huh. So but she she said to him, to the bodyguard, she said, these people worked with their or they spent their hard earned money on coming and buying a ticket for my show. You better let them come close to me. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So. He did, and then um, they got some of her perfume. Wow. And she gave him a hug. Yeah, so it was really sweet. So she was just your normal person. Yeah. Just like, you know, she had her feet were hurting. She had to change her shoes, you know. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I have a video, a friend of mine that I went with. Uh-huh. She took a video, and um, I'm going to post it on our page. Oh, nice. So I hope you guys go see. look because, yeah, it's it's – it's really neat. It just, yeah, Patty yeah. Labelle. Wow, yeah. who would have thought, right? That uh-huh. makes me like her way more and want to see yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That yeah. reminds me. That really reminds me actually of Pink. Pink is like that, and I think I think all the people on The Voice, like they usually pick most of the people on the show. The Voice are very authentic and not ego and just silly, and mm-hmm. they don't care if they kind of make a fool of themselves and fall on their face. And Pink, I feel, was the same way where she could really qualify as a diva and being just ultra crazy talented like probably one of the top two shows I've ever seen in my life but she's so real and a lot of our listeners probably have seen on YouTube her video she did for her daughter her little I did. Yeah, yeah and it was I think it was on an award show but she had that at the concert she had it playing and oh. brought her daughter out on stage and I think her daughter's only like eight or something like she's pretty young I'm not sure exactly and there was a phase where her daughter was telling her I look like a boy and kids are saying I look like a boy and what's wrong with me and things like that and and Pink did a PowerPoint presentation teaching her to own her it makes me almost cry because huh. <laughs> I have two girls Eden, Eden has yes. two girls and um the pressures you know that if you can help them love themselves and so she did this whole PowerPoint about loving yourself and just embracing 
if you have short hair, if you have more muscles, if you act a little tougher, that's you. It doesn't mean you're like a boy. It doesn't mean you're this label. It's just you. And Mm. so her daughter improved after that and was able to see herself better Mm. and higher and different and stuff. And so that's just refreshing. I think um, the more icons and, and celebrities and people in the spotlight that can be themselves that way helps people feel they don't have to be perfect you know that reminds me of when we channeled prince uh-huh um yeah he talked a lot about putting himself on the pedestal and the fans putting him on the pedestal and feeling like he had to um just be the performer be on all the time wow you know what that's crazy because when we when we first started channeling prince way in the beginning i remember the first like first or second time we ever channeled him he said Take me off the pedestal. Yes. And I think I, being more of a fan, had him on a pedestal thinking he was the end all be all. And I have since learned like he was human like everybody else, but he had some difficulties staying stuck in ego. And that's sometimes such a trap for people. Right. And I don't think he ever got to be his true self here. Yeah. Well, and he's he's reiterated that to us yeah. over and over and that now he... He's in a higher place. He's able to see things from a different perspective, elevated perspective for sure. Right. Uh, but that that's also what he talked about with, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He in in our recent we, we do calls once in a while and channel him and Eden channels him. And he brought up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame how a lot of artists, but including himself, felt entitled to receiving it like felt oh well I you know I've done all this work I deserve it it just is what it is like not feeling grateful for the growth or the gratitude of of actually being there and receiving it interesting though I read an article recently um Mike McCready from Pearl Jam was Mm -hmm. interviewed about being inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah and he was asked asked what it's like to be referred to as a Hall of Famer. Um, And his answer was surprising because he said that they felt or he felt that um, he wasn't sure that they deserved it. Mm, So he was humbled, very humbled by it. Um, They earned a lot more respect from it, but he still to this day was not, is not um, in that, you know, they didn't lift him to a higher place where he thinks too highly of himself. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, He's just a lot more, centered, I think, centered, grounded. grounded with it. Yes. So, but wow. he, he looked at it like, wow, look how far we came. You know, we've come, we've grown so much. But I think it was never for him that we belong here or we feel entitled to this. So there are some out there yeah, <laughs> that yeah. are that are more humble. That's so interesting because like you can kind of sometimes tell even like watching award shows like who seems in their head and, and, you know, full of themselves and who feels authentic and who seems authentic. And it's interesting because that reminds me, recently Def Leppard got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I have had the pleasure of hanging out with and interviewing Phil Collin, who's the lead guitarist of Def Leppard. And he's so, so, so evolved and, and just authentic, down to earth, like regular guy. And it's the same thing. He just felt humbled and like, wow, how did I get to this place? This is amazing. And he's just so, his his whole purpose is just to grow and, and become wiser and more enlightened, but in a very humble way, not in a I'm so great type of way. Like a spiritual you know? arrogance. Yeah. Some, some people, they do grow and 
And I think they become more evolved, but at the same time, they're still an ego and there's a big difference. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting to, yeah. it's like somebody who suddenly thinks they're a guru or something and like, right. I'm higher than you, even though you're still just doing the work and you're choosing to do the work to become more evolved and really just so you could be happier, you know, in a higher vibration and more connected to divine and in your own truth. Yeah. But in still a humble way. Yes. So, and not wow. trying to preach or teach to others. So I think that that reminds me of uh, who we're about to interview. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one one other quick one. You know what? I just popped in my head, but um, okay. I just bought Howard Stern. Howard Stern, oh, yeah. you know, famous. He's known as the shock jock. Um, but he, I bought his book, Howard Stern Comes Again. I highly recommend it because um, it has all his best interviews in written form, like including Madonna and um, just a lot of greats. I know Jerry Seinfeld, all, all different people. It's really fascinating. But what I found the most fascinating is he was insanely an ego and he admits it. He feels ashamed at how he treated his guests back then. He, one of his biggest regrets was that he treated Robin Williams that way. And wow. he, he, he grilled him and he talked kind of like rapidly at him and asking him really uncomfortable, inappropriate questions and made Robin Williams really uncomfortable. And for all these years, it's bothered him because he's done so much therapy on himself to get out of ego, to get out of being a narcissist, to control his OCD, which, which I get OCD with thoughts. So I get it. Like you got to really work on that stuff um and his biggest regret was the day robin williams passed he was gonna meet with him and uh, tell him apologies and you know in person he had plans to meet with him and he ended up finding out that he was gone and he says that it just killed him like because he his biggest thing was he wanted to apologize to him wow you know i spoke to robin williams on the phone once Oh, I think I remember you saying that. Yes, yes. So a friend of mine was on a movie set with him and he called me. The friend called me and he just got, he put him on the phone. I, I didn't expect it. And I couldn't get a word in. He was just on the whole oh, time. It was okay. like a, a wow. four minute conversation. <laughs> but he was, he just went from one joke to the next and he wasn't real at all. He was wow. not. And I felt sorry for him. Yeah, like yeah, always that was, in character. That was like 10 years ago, so it was long before he had passed. But I just felt back then that he he must not be able to be his true self, in even wow. in his regular life. He was just always, always on. Yeah, but, but a gift, but a total gift. Yeah. So, so I'm excited to go more into this because I think that, you know, what I find in my coaching and, and different things is that a lot of people don't even really know the difference between ego and authentic self mm -hmm. and they don't even realize when they're being an ego and um and how to how it can benefit your life to actually work on getting rid of your ego and shedding your ego as much as you can to tune into your true self and so um we have this great guest that can explain it even further uh kiko ellsworth i've known forever i've known him like 11 12 years and he really has done it all. He's super humble and, and sweet guy. Um, but I feel blessed to call him like a brother to me, a great friend. And he has a lot of wisdom to share. He's done a lot of advocacy for the oppressed and voiceless, for women and children. Um, he was vice president of the Safe Passage Shelter for Abused Women and Children. Um, he's been a school teacher, a security guard, a bartender, a filmmaker, producer. He does a lot of that now still. An actor, a director. He's won an Emmy. Uh, he's a successful entrepreneur. He's an author, has a book out there. 
businessman, creative artist, of course, a loving father. His daughter is amazing, uh, community builder, and, and he really just exudes peace and Zen, and that's what his daughter's name is. Oh, that's <laughs> um, so cool. <laughs> he's one of those people that has natural charisma. I know different times that, that I have spoken at events with him or seen him speak, they always ask him back and, and want more of him <laughs> because of that, because of that vibe. It's one, he's one of those people that you, your vibe shifts when you're in the same room with him because his vibe is so strong. And that's a beautiful thing. So people people crave his vibes, which probably makes him have to be a little careful. <laughs> hmm. So welcome, Kiko. We're so excited you're here. Hi, Kiko. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. What's up, everybody? Hey, mm-hmm. so great to see you. You too, my sis. You too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we have some great questions that I just am so excited to hear your insights. So to start with, you were in the entertainment industry for Mm -hmm. years, movies, soaps, uh, won an Emmy. Just want to say shout out to General Hospital. Ah. General (laughs) Hospital in the house, poor child. Soaps up, soaps up. Yeah. Epiphany's son. (laughs) Well, and and I love that you. That's my girl right there. That's my girl. And he's he's so good at playing. You would never think it knowing you, but you you play bad guys very well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun doing that. Um, Yeah. Lots of fun. You know, you can't do things like that in real life. So it's it's kind of you get to express that and get some um, work out some of the gunk. Yeah. So can you tell us a little about what was it like? Like what got you into the entertainment industry and acting and everything? You know, I was I was forced into it, actually. Um, you know, it, a friend had told me I should get into it. And, and after a couple of years, this this uh, a couple of friends of mine finally told me to meet his agent. Long story short, I met his agent. They said, yeah, you know, you should kind of get into it. Maybe you should take some acting classes. I ended up at this one particular Bobby Shaw Chance's acting class and I had stage fright you know Hmm. and uh it was like this big man had his hands on my throat and I was talking like this on the stage and I felt the audience just like blazing heat on my left side and I just like was frozen and I was frozen with fear and and, uh, I got off the stage and I shook it off and I was like fuck that no that's that's not that's not me and um you know at that time I was just you know I guess you know a lot of ego and but I, I said, you know, I know that that's not me. So I just confronted, I wanted to confront that with the acting. So it was all about just wanting my personal freedom and, and truth, you know, I have a sort of like a love affair with truth and that wasn't the truth to me. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying it wasn't the truth to be... Being that f- afraid yeah. and fearful and concerned about what other people thought of me and and uh, be just it was just horrible, you know. I spent most of my life being afraid and not having a voice, not having an opinion, not even realizing that I didn't have an opinion until I started to discover those sorts of things. Wow. Yeah. So with with those parts, like like let's say you know you got in, it was Bad Boys too, right? Like you were the. Oh yeah, yeah. That was so that was one of them. That was one of my s- biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, did yeah, you yeah. still feel scared doing that, or were you no, over it by then? No. By then it was it was different little things. You know, you're always working out some little fears and stuff. But the major ones that were pretty much worked out at that point. Um, but you know, you still have these little ones that that creep up. And you know, even when I got that one, I had like doubts before I went and shot. You know, and I was you know with my my girl Christine and and um I was like wow did they really hire me I'm like oh mm-hmm. no if I can do it and so there's the ego in and like telling me that you know I'm not good enough mm-hmm. I'm not big enough or worthy you know, of it or worthy enough yes. it'll it'll swing from one end to thinking you're way bigger than what you are and more than worthy then it'll swing to the other end and tell you that give you these you know these um creeping doubting thoughts yeah about yourself mm-hmm. that are just these lies and stuff you know so 
totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a question. The industry, what are the positive and negatives about it for you today? P- today? Like how, you, how do you see it now? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, the first thing that comes up for me is, you know, back in the day, I, I identified, I was like, you know, I am a quote unquote, I am an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I am. Which is ego, an actor, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it wasn't just I am. It's like, I am an actor and everything that came along with that. And now looking back, um, what the, 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 the clarity that I have at this particular point in time is that I realized that everything I did and, 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 and the acting, it's like, it's a very um, valuable skill, skill set that I trained myself in. Um, it was, it's not an identity, mm-hmm. you know, it has nothing to do with who I am, but I did put in a lot of hard work and a lot of people put in a lot of hard work, but it's a skill set and it's very useful and I'm going to use it for my purpose and why, why I was born here. Nice. So that's a good thing, I think. Did I say good? I think I did. Yeah, I you haven't both? said anything bad good. yet. The, the, the bad, I, I knew that's the bad, That's a good right? thing. Um, and, and the bad was that what I realized is that <clears throat> looking back now, um, you know, I know exactly what this is, but and I'm okay with it, but I got taken advantage of, and I didn't know how I got, like, duped. Mm. into playing certain roles and I didn't really understand the um, the message that I was really communicating at that particular point and what I was um, giving off because it's all about you know subtext and like we're sitting in this room you know it's it's not so much about the conversation we're having it's about <clears throat> the colors on the walls and what's surrounding us and what's creating this context and so being able to look back <clears throat> on some of the roles that I did I was like wow I was like okay you got me. You got me on that one. Okay, you got me on that one. I didn't really communicate a, uh, I wasn't standing for something that was really that I could be, that I would do again at this point. So it's very, um, in my experience, very insidious. Mm-hmm. It's very, it creeps up on you very, very, um, it's a subtle thing. It's very subtle. And it'll just get you believing and thinking and doing things in a very, very persistent but subtle way. And you got to really be fine-tuned with your inner world to make sure that you're um, along, going along the white, right vibration if you're going to be doing that at this particular point in time. Right. Yeah. Right. I think they, I don't know, this is a stereotype, so it's not for everyone, but it seems like they're all an ego. All actors? A lot of the industry. There's a lot of ego. So yeah. you get pulled yeah. in and it's about the money and the status. Yeah, I mean, and it's very, you know, it's it, it's a whole it's a whole world created around you know celebrating celebrities, and it's it's um you know it's just not real. You Can know? you have both? Can you have the celebrity? But also be your authentic self. I mean, you can do whatever you want, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's possible. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I believe definitely so. You know, um, now that I'm, you know, I dropped all my agents, I dropped my managers, and all that stuff, and you know, um, as I as I was delving into discovering myself, and I was on my spiritual path, and uh, if you want to call it that, and I was taking Kundalini yoga teacher training and just figuring out the internal, my internal world and, um, my outside started to change as my inside started to change. 
I started expressing myself on the outside, you know, a beard and this and different clothes. My agent was like, well, you're not going to you know, be an FBI agent. You're not going to, you're not, you can't do that. I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, and we had it, we had it out. Like you had, we had it out. And I was like, you know what? It's like, you don't know what I'm doing. Like, and you guys don't even know what you want because what you guys want is me and you don't know who I am. And I'm discovering that. So what you really want is what I'm doing, but I'm not fucking doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. Yeah, absolutely. But they want their percentage, so you no, have to I, fit into their mold. Hey, man, you know, well, that's that's I dropped them. You know but that's right. inspiring that you you didn't put up with something that didn't align with who you are. And if you don't, it's like if you don't have, uh, I feel like a practice, a consistent day to day practice of where you're in a conversation with your inner world of who you truly are. Even if you don't know who it is, if you're not even seeking that, then you kind of get wrapped up into their their conversation but you know I feel like your conversation or my conversation with myself now that it's stronger than their conversation with me it's like they can't it can't sway me right you know when you're in a when you're in a deep um authentic um, knowing conversation even even if you don't know even if you just know that I'm I'm in the right direction um you can't be swayed Mm -hmm. you know you can't be swayed you won't be tempted you know and then you can just kind of ebb and flow you know Right. And you yeah. can say no if it doesn't feel right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to because none of the money is not a temptation. The TV is not a temptation. I, I thought I wanted to be a big movie star and TV and all this other stuff. That stuff, none of that stuff's a temptation. Being on the red carpet, the paparazzi, the, te- you know, the TV magazines and all that stuff, be first class. It's like it's not a temptation. It doesn't mean Jack. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Right. At all. And when, you know, I always think about when I die, it's like when, when you die and when I die, like I'm not going to look back and think, oh, great, I was on a TV show and I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had fans. And I mean, that's cool, but it's like, did, it, did I use it for the purpose and why my soul actually incarnated and came here in the first place? Because I didn't come here to be an actor. You know what I'm saying? I came here to fulfill my divine soul's purpose. Maybe I'm going maybe I'm to use that as a tool mm-hmm. to accomplish it. Um, but I got, you know, we got a lot of tools, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So do you feel, it's so fascinating. I want like <laughs> one more hour. Uh, <laughs> um, do you feel, so it's, to me, it's so intriguing. Okay. So this is kind of like a three prong question. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I knew you as yeah, you were yeah, coming yeah. up. Yeah. yeah sure so did. I want to know the difference between years and years ago. Yeah. What did it feel like? Like maybe you were an ego, maybe you were in fear, like you said. When we met, I was at rock bottom. Well, you were starting, to, but you just made a point. You were starting to emerge, and you were you were putting yourself in the right direction. Right, right. right. And I have seen you just like crazy blossom and grow and get deeper and more peaceful and more wise. It's all about that peace, man. Yeah, and yeah. so I want to know, kind of, long ago in between and now mm-hmm. what are the differences and is it worth it to do that growth work? what did it take <sighs> man mm-hmm. look so i think you met me at my lowest point when i was tr- I, I had basically let go of ego pretty much i had let go of my investment in it i'll say because mm-hmm. it was still around but my investing my energy in it i had pulled back and i had let go of my 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 conscious attachment but i didn't have the spiritual world just yet when i met you mm-hmm. i was just kind of like trying to figure it out and like trying to uh lay that foundation so um but but i was kind of like in limbo 
you know, so it wasn't until a few years after, you know, I had met you, you know, 2008 and then 2009, 2014, when I really started to actually get some momentum on like my inner world Mm -hmm. and started to make progress. And, you know, investing in that conversation with myself and um, finding peace within myself, um, understanding like who, who I am on the inside and what my real desires are and starting that, just really investing as much energy as I could, having a daily practice, that, that's huge, I think, for a lot of people, especially if, as a man, I think, as well, you know, where you spend your energy on a day-to-day basis. You know, I remember uh, getting up, I know a lot of people probably guilty with this too, but I remember, uh, you know, looking back and the first thing that I did in the morning is I got up and I checked my email back in the day, like, I don't know, 2010 or something. I was like, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm looking for something outside of me. I'm looking for something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's off. Like, I knew that much. I was like, I'm, there's nothing out there that they can give me. So I said, okay. But where I spend my time is what's going to actually grow and focus. So I said, okay, instead of jumping on the computer first thing in the morning, let me invest in myself first. Let me give to myself first. And so, you know, everything started to come, the spiritual practice and meditation and yoga and all that stuff and my voice work or whatever my exercises that I did in the morning to kind of fill myself up and, um, you know, really spend time doing that. Um, so then that, that really started heading, you know, heading me in the right direction there, you know? Mm. I don't even know if did, did I answer your question? Yeah, I'll yeah. beat around it a little no, bit. No, you I'll know, I think it'll, it. it'll help people because we, you know, everybody kind of falls off the wagon and has a bad month or day or or just feels lost or or I see a lot of men that are working on themselves and they kind of fall back into workaholic or ego and they're like wait I got to find myself again or get even better so this is very good it has to stay it has to for me at least uh, I think it has to be it has to be um, a consistent day-to-day thing because the world out there is already created, you know, you know, six o'clock, six thirty in the morning rolls around, traffic's already starting, people are already going and the world's energy is already if you don't kind of put your force filled up, it will just start to penetrate and create you, create a you that you didn't create. It it'll be its creation of you. So I feel like investing in a practice early in the morning really helps to uh, get yourself, get your force filled up and really identify yourself like, who am I? What, what, what is my direction for today? You know, and to get that established before you just kind of jump into the world yeah, you know, and let it I decide decide who you are. Oh, that sounds so peaceful. <laughs> it's hard to do when you have kids too. It's, it's getting up early before them, yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess I wanted to ask you kind of, changing gears, shifting gears a little bit about raising your vibration with ego, kind of when you're in a spiritual arrogance, not you, but just in general. Oh, I've been there too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then versus raising your vibration and being in your truth without Mm. the ego, where do you fit into that? Where do I fit into that? Um, let's see. So the, I think for me, the, um, the spiritual ego was, it, I, I think I was falling into an illusion 
you know, probably led by the ego or something like that, saying, hey, you're doing so great. You're doing some of the work. And you're, it, it led me to think that I was a lot closer than I, what I was, kind of like being a celebrity. It's like, oh, right. now you're a <laughs> spiritual celebrity. It's like now <laughs> any of my friends that doesn't do yoga, now they're, you know, you're above that. Now it's like it'll so find you, its way to kind of play that game again. So judgment. So you're, you look at yourself as higher. Not now. But Not now. Saying, uh, yeah. When we, we start evolving sometimes. and growing, you know, sometimes people will get to that higher place and then look down on people who are not there. I, I think I think so. You know, I think for, for me, at least I can just speak for me. Um, it was just I, I just had, you know, since I was doing so much work, I just had a, a an illusion of being closer to the goal than I really was, mm-hmm. you know, and it made me just kind of like, oh, I'm 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 I'm, I'm on my game. And. And then, and, and we I think, never meet our goal. <laughs> and you never meet your goal. And that, that's, that's the other part of it is that like now I realize that like I'm not even close. I just know that I'm generally in the right direction. I'm doing some of the right work, but mm. I'm like, I'm not close at all, mm. <laughs> you know, to, to like enlightenment or nothing like that and stuff, you know, but, but it's like, I do know that it's like I'm doing the right work and I, and I kind of can keep my ego at bay most of the time. And, you know, I have a, have a, a reference point of, of the direction and, and what's bad and what's good and, you know, and my discipline that works for me. Right. Awesome. That's, That's great. Yeah. And it's helpful and it's humbling because everybody goes through, you know, they have to check themselves. We got to, yeah. yeah. you know, ego tries to creep back in no matter what. And so mm-hmm. we got to go, whoa, 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 wait, that doesn't feel right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we want to know now. Okay. So what are you Let's working on now. now? So you're doing a lot of really intriguing projects and I know your, you know, your daughter comes first, which is beautiful. Um, but what are you working on now and how can we find you? Well, I am working on you and me and brothers and sisters. Uh, for me, it all boils down, like everything that I've done with the acting and the working with the kids and the acting, the uh, self-defense and, and the empowerment, it really boils down to, and you said it earlier, is like having that peace, right? Mm-hmm. But really creating peace between the masculine and the feminine. Like it boil, it really boils down to that, and one major part of that <clears throat> is, as a man, as the masculine, me or us being able to f- have and find peace and create peace within ourselves. Because it's when we don't have peace within ourselves that we create all the issues in between me and you. But if I can have peace within myself, then I can I stand a, a great chance of having peace between us. And I see literally all women, my sister, my mother, my ex, uh, former wife, like y'all all are my sister first. And I love you as my sister first. Like it's agape love. Like I'm really, really clear about that. doesn't mean that I like everybody, hmm. but like, I'm very clear that like y'all all are my sister first and, and brothers, my dad is my brother first. And I like, I, that, that works for me. And that's like a whole nother show topic right there. But, um, I'm, I'm working on projects that actually accentuate that relationship. So, uh, I have some uh, men's groups that we work with. I work with a few men. We have men's groups, and I work with uh, some partners with women. We have women's groups. and uh, But the main point right now is uh, really helping the men to engage in this conversation. That's really, I think, where it could uh, benefit the most is getting us men to speak about what is going on inside of us, what's blocking us. And we're launching our show, and it's called, it's called uh, The Yang Out. Nice. Oh, and that's cute. It's 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 a show where uh, we as men talk about uh, a, a, a wide variety of things from love and sex and relationship to 
porn and masturbation to personal growth, spirituality, uh, healing our trauma and how we go about doing that and mm. successful practices and uh, success, career, finances. I mean, personal power, like everything. And uh, I interview uh, a few men of the commu a community. So it could be artists, uh, celebrities, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, politicians, and, you know, what blocks that they had and how they overcame these blocks and how they're using that path to actually do some great things in the world. So basically, it's uh, the Yang Out is uh, the man show every woman wants her man to watch. Oh, that's, I was <laughs> thinking I want my husband to watch. Right, yeah. right, right. There you go. That's yes. it. <laughs> it's like giving men, it seems like it's giving men permission it, to go. not have to be this like, show off or perfect or the thing that I think a lot of men feel that pressure. Yeah, that's 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 sort of like the old archetype of a man mm -hmm. before and we've since evolved like I really I realized that my daughter needed a different type of father than I knew how to do that that I knew how to be mm -hmm. and it's it's you know it's really uh, I guess defining that new archetype of a man Hmm. that moves from that macho type of a man that you're talking about into like the divine masculine, the, the masculine that really l knows how to live his life from his heart as opposed from his head. Wow. And he's in touch with the feminine and the masculine within him. And he knows how to go in back and forth between both of them and when to use what. And he's sensitive and he's, um, you know, he's firm, but he's also heart centered. Nice. Very nice. So how can we find this and you and people can know more about you? Well, the uh, the show, um, they can find out how they can support and, and check out the show at theyangout.com. And uh, my website is kikoellsworth.com. You spell it? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Kiko with two Ks, K-I-K-O-E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H.com. And the Yangout is the Y-A-N-G-O-U-T dot com awesome yes. thank you thank Kiko. You. oh my god thank i you. loved it we are so grateful it's Me just too. such a perfect fit for this show just even the title matches you you know talk <laughs> purpose and truth shifting you into higher consciousness so we are signing out for this episode and thank you all for listening and we're excited because our next episode please tune in because it's going to be just eden and i and we're going to get really vulnerable and really real about how did we get into working together, channeling, being intuitive? How can you be intuitive and, and get into that more? And some of our experiences with channeling Prince and, and others and different things like that. So we're excited to have you on the next episode as well. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening. <laughs>